Hello and welcome to another episode of Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. So excited to have you join me as we continue to devotionally walk through the New Testament. And today we are in Acts chapter 10. And we're going to do it a little bit different today. Instead of just looking at one section, we're kind of going to do the, the most really the, of the entire story of Acts chapter 10, just in in kind of bite-sized chunks, uh, kind of just the, the core aspects of this story. And so, uh, so here's what we're going to do. Let's start very right, right from the beginning in, in Acts chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Here's what we're going to find. We find it begins. It says, <clears throat> at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, right? It says, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send man to Joppa and bring one Simon, who is called Peter. So here's what we find in this uh, beginning of the story. This man, the centurion, he is, he's not Jewish. He's of the Italian cohort, which is, uh, you know, that, that's a great band name, I guess, if, you, if you're looking for something like that. But this guy is, uh, he, he is someone who fears God. He prays. He gives alms. He, he, he gives to those in need. But but what we're going to see is more than any of that, God's actually about to do something. God's about to do something to show the extent, the reach, the scope of the gospel. You see, you have this God-fearing Gentile who who is in uh, in with limited awareness. He is worshiping Yahweh, the one true God, and he he comes to him in a in a vision, and uh, and you know Cornelius is a little bit scared and uh and and god gives him the instruction to to send for this guy simon simon peter this is jesus's disciple this is one of the the three closest to jesus this is the one who betrayed jesus um when he denied knowing christ this is the one who jesus uh he reaffirmed and and reestablished in uh in the end of john this is this is simon peter well let's Let's follow the story a little bit more. It says, The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet, sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times. And the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, 
The men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Simon was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. Now, this is, uh, this is pretty cool, right? Here, here's, here's what God's doing. God preps Cornelius, Cornelius sends his, his men, and then God is preparing Peter. It's, it's time to eat. Peter's hungry, and he's waiting, and, and um, you know, he's waiting so long, he, he ends up in this trance state. And he, he has this vision, and this vision is this sheet being let down, and on it, there are all sorts of what we would call unclean animals if we were Jewish. These are, these are animals that are outside of the diet, dietary restrictions for the Jewish people. These were, these were things that Peter, as a Jew, he, he was not supposed to eat. They, they were forbidden in the, in the ceremonial worship of God in the Old Testament scripture. Now, this is what has been fulfilled in Christ. These things were the, they were the shadow. Jesus is the substance. But, but yet, Peter, he, he's... His custom, his religious upbringing, he, he, he did not eat those things. And so this sheet is lowered three times. And this voice says, kill and eat. And Peter's like, no, I'm not going to touch that thing. And three times this happened. And, and what the Lord says, this is what I have called clean. Do not call common. Here, here's what the Lord's doing. He is preparing Peter for these Gentiles that are at his door. He's preparing Peter so that when, when he comes and he meets Cornelius, P Peter understands God's doing something great with the gospel. Now, someone argue God's doing something really great right here because in this moment, he's declaring all food clean. This is a realization that, that we, we don't have to follow the dietary restrictions of the Jewish people. And so those who had break, bacon for breakfast this morning say amen, right? Uh, but this isn't the main thing God's doing. See, the shadow, these ceremonial religious laws, which were aimed at helping the people of God worship God. They, they, were, they were the shadow, but Christ, he fulfills the law. He lived in perfect obedience to the law, and he gives that perfect obedience to us. He, he gives it to us. He, he is the, the substance. He is the fulfillment. But even more important, even more important, this is, this is the breaking down of the Jew and Gentile divide. This is the breaking down of, of any exclusion of those who are not Jewish in, in terms of their nationality. Let's go back to the text. So Peter goes to Cornelius and he says, we're fast forwarding to verse 28. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for Jews to associate with or to eat, or, or excuse me, or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I ask you then why you sent for me. 
So here, here's what Peter does. Peter says, God's, God, God's brought me here, Cornelius. God has made it clear that I am not to look at you any differently than any other person because you're a Gentile. God's breaking down this these ethnic kind of stereotypes. Re- really, God's reestablishing this reality that there is one human race. We all are descendants from Adam and Eve. We all are. We all are connected. We we all come from the same created order. You know, this is a, this is an important important truth in our day is there is a lot of ethnic divide there's a lot of um kind of uh angst around racial issues we live in a world where there's a lot of people that want to fuel the fire of racial division and that's we just have to recognize that's nonsense it doesn't matter the color of our skin it doesn't matter our ethnicity. We all are of the human race. And, and more importantly, the gospel, the, the, the message of Jesus' death and resurrection for salvation, the gospel, it is clearly extended to everyone. So, so that not only can we share as one race, but ultimately we can be all share as being part of one, one family, the family of God. Let's go back to the text. Uh, Peter, he ends up explaining the gospel. And then we get to this part. It says, And he commanded us, God, to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God, this is Jesus, to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness for sins through his name. This is, this is where we land. This is, this is the great truth. Now, one more time. Verse 43, To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Everyone, regardless if you're Jewish or Gentile, regardless of your, whether you're black or you're white, Asian or Latino, male or female, young or old, rich or poor, wealthy or destitute. Listen, the gospel message is declared for all people so that anyone who believes in him has the forgiveness of their sins. Your sins are no longer held against you. And this happens through his, Jesus, through his name. This doesn't mean you just say, oh yeah, in Jesus' name may my sins be forgiven. No, this is trusting in Jesus. Trusting in his perfect life, in his substitutionary death, in his victorious resurrection. This is the message for you and I today. Now, if you... If you've been listening to ancient ways for modern, uh, ancient ways for modern days for a while, you, you, this gospel message, you know, it's clear. It's over and over again. It's repeated throughout the, everything we do in the ministry coming out of Valley. We want to come back to this message. It's by Jesus, not by us. But here's what we want to emphasize today. This is very simply. This is the the ancient way for our modern day. This gospel message is for everyone. It's for everyone. That means there's no room for prejudice in the church. 
That, that means there's no room for uh, an ethnic superiority in our mindset. That, that means there's no room for excluding people because of their external or, or even internal makeup, like who the, God made them to be. Listen, God made us all. And what this passage reminds us of is that, that God, he has provided salvation for all kinds of people, anyone that would trust him. So my, my challenge for you as we bring this to a conclusion is, is there anyone in your life that you're prejudiced against? Is there anyone that you hold a bias against? Not because of their behavior, not because of their actions. We, we should clearly look at all people and their actions. And, and if, if someone's not trustworthy because of their actions, we understand that. The gospel still should be shared with them. But, but what I want to talk about here is, that, is there a group of people that because of their, their skin color that you, you look down upon? You know, simply put, you, you and I, we are called to repent if there's any of that. We are called to, to show love to anyone from any religion or, or any race, really any religion. But ultimately, the, the point of this text is, is making sure we have no prejudice, that we, don't, that we don't call unclean what God has called clean. We don't call something uncommon what God has called common. We all share one common ancestry, and the gospel goes out to everyone.